Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is June 1st, 2022. Can you believe it? We made it to June already. We have a couple Nationals games. Talk about the Nationals get swept, oh no, by the New York Mets. There's a whole lot of other news, though. Joe Ross, Tommy John surgery once again. Uh, we have a member of the Nationals on the IL that has caused a call-up we've been waiting for for a long time, Alcides Escobar uh, on the shelf, which means that we are getting the call-up of Luis Garcia. That and a whole lot more to get to on today's show. Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast, glad to see you all today. It is once again, June 1st, 2022. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You all can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast and here on YouTube as well. All right, so the Nationals, we have to do this as we do every single time. We set up where the Nats are as we head into uh, the show. Just got done. It is 420 East Coast time as I am recording this. So the Nationals... Just got done playing their game with the New York Mets. The Nationals are now 18-34 and 34 on the year. Uh, they are 9-16 and 16 away from home. They are 9-18 at home. They are 17 games back of the New York Mets. Chasm uh, the Mets have created out there in first place. They're just six games behind the Braves, though. Four behind the Phillies. And they are four behind the fish. The Marlins have really had a rough go of it as of late as well. They're winning right now at the time of this podcast. Uh, the Nationals have a minus 76 run differential. They have lost three straight games. They're four and six in their last 10. So our last show, we touched on the first game of this nationals Met series. Uh, this was a wildly, and I mean a wildly uncompetitive series. This is some of the most non-competitive baseball that we've seen the Nationals play in consecutive games all season. They end up losing this series by a combined score of 28 to 5. 13 to 5 in game 1, and the only time they really looked competitive is when they got a few runs up on the board there in the beginning of that first game of the series. They lost 10 nothing and then 5 nothing. Game was competitive-ish today. Nationals really weren't threatening. The Nationals have been shut out in the last 18 innings that they have played. We'll work from the uh, second game of the series. This 10-0 win was another brutal Patrick Corbin performance. Corbin surrenders 12 hits, surrenders seven runs, all seven of which were earned. Six Ks, one home run allowed on 106 pitches. Uh, Erasmo Ramirez gave up a run, as did the new call-up, Francisco Perez. He and Jordan Weems, really difficult sight for both those guys after each getting the call-up here um, on the season. So uh, Francisco Perez out there, uh, you know, it, tough to see him. Um, I, I know I know he's been – he was recalled, I guess, 
you could say, for the Nationals. But Jordan Weems, seeing him out there, uh, that did not go very well today. We'll get to that in a little bit, although he did have a clean inning that he worked in that game yesterday. Look, this one was, you know, this Mets lineup was just all over it from the word go. Uh, a Marte home run. Guillaume got it in the act. Canna, I mean, you look at you look at how these guys all did. Uh, Mark Hanna was four for five. Marte was one for five. Lindor was um, one for five. Alonzo was one for three. Davis was uh, two for th- two for five. McNeil was three for five. Escobar was two for five. Guillaume was two for five. I mean, these guys hit and they 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 hit all day long. The Nationals did not. A really good start for Trevor Williams. Drew Smith was really good in relief, as was Julie Rodriguez. And then Medina comes in, shuts the door, and it really wasn't that relevant. The Nationals bats, I mean, they just were not impressive in this game. It wasn't like the the pitchers, you know, from the Mets were able to bring the heat in this game. It wasn't like it was just some crazy, really impressive performance from them. But just overs across the board, the first three guys in the lineup combined to go 0 for 10 with two walks. If you combine the first five guys in the lineup, well, it's a you know it's kind of even a worse picture at that point. I'd say so that was over ten. They were one for eighteen. The front got five guys were in the lineup with two walks on the day. And Yadiel Hernandez and Josh Bell really have come down to earth. The Strange Gordon out of three hit game, which was nice to see. Michael Franco had a couple hits as well. We did see Escobar leave this game. Um, D. Strange Gordon went from left field. Two shortstop, Lane Thomas came in and went to left field. I guess that's the beauty of having a guy like a D. Strange Gordon on your team is the fact that he gives you so much flexibility with where you can play him because you can play him literally anywhere on the field, it feels like, uh, when it comes to D. Strange Gordon. So you saw him watching the uh, Ukraine game right now. It's 2-1 now between them and Scotland, World Cup qualifier. Um yeah, so you know, flexibility, it, it's nice, and he has three-hit game. It's nice, but, but he looks pretty silly in today's game. Uh, so, yeah, 10-0 there, and then let's go ahead to today's game. 5 nothing. So, I thought Evan Lee made a really good accounting of himself in this game. Three and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, both earned, three walks, two Ks, 67 pitches. This kid comes in from double-A. And eventually they get to him in the fourth inning. Tomas Nito with a single. Actually had a couple singles off of him, uh, which scored uh, a couple guys. And also there is a fielding error by D. Strange Gordon that allowed Tomas Nito to get to second base. Um, and this was a really good day. This was Tom, Tomas Nito's, like, you know, this is one of the best games he's had. I think I'm seeing him as a Met. Four for four with three RBIs on the day today. But I thought Evan Lee... You know, you, you could see his family in the crowd. They were just so desperate for him to have a nice game. I thought he did. I thought he did everything the Nationals could have asked for. I mean, just, you know, hey, sure, I'd love to have him go out there and pitch five scoreless innings. Um, you know, th- this was a whole lot of fastball, a whole lot of curveball from him today. That's really what I noticed. I'm sure I'll notice a lot of the same. And, and, and I thought Bob Carpenter made a great point on the broadcast with Kevin Franzen where he said, look, he is making a lot of competitive pitches. He did have some were non-competitive, but a lot of close pitches just off the edge, you know, making Mets hitters think. And this thing through three full was square uh, at 0-0. So I thought Evan Lee, look, he came comes in there and, and looked a lot better than a lot of guys have. And, and right now, and I also thought it was pretty interesting that he and Cliff Lee 
are literally from like the same place in Arkansas and people think they're family all the time. They're not actually family, but I think that's a positive. It's a young guy, you know, for the nationals who, I mean, look at the nationals um, top prospects. You know, this is not a guy that we are considering to be top of the heat, but I, I will say this, like I, I have been a pretty big proponent on this show about, um, you know, us, he's number 17, by the way, on the Nationals prospects. So in, in these 24 years old, this when they should be seeing him, uh, you know, this season. But I have been pretty big on making sure that younger guys get the opportunities, right? I'd rather see the Evan Lees, the Cade Cavallis, than I would see, you know, uh, guys like an Aaron Sanchez or guys, you know, like a uh, Anibal Sanchez, right? I want to see the young folks, the young guns, the young fellas get their opportunities. And Evan Lee did today. And I thought, you know, for a guy who just came up um, from double A, thought he made a really good acquitting of himself. And we'll see if the Nationals continue that as we move forward. They, you know, they give this guy a chance to do it, you know, rock and roll from where he is right now. And it kind of leads to our next point. Also, bats were bad today. The Nationals offense today, yeah, y'all, was not good. Now, I didn't think Carrasco looked that good either. I mean, he walked, what, five guys in the day? He made some good pitches, got out of some big moments when he had to. But the Nationals, I just didn't think they were good approaches. I didn't think they were good at bats. They weren't good approaches. Josh Bell is a pair of hits. Wiley Adams is a pair of hits. But they weren't straight and good ones together. And the front part of the lineup again today has a rough go at it. Although Nelson Cruz did walk three times. Um, so you're seeing that. And Juan Soto extends his walking streak. I mean, he's now hitting 227 with a 376 on base which is ridiculous, but he, you know, he gets struck out in the end of the game by Evelyn Diaz. And so some of the at-bats were not as competitive in this game. Um, you know, there were, I mean, shout out a couple guys here. Look, like we're through, we're through May, we're into June and the numbers for Carl Edwards Jr. Just com- just continue to be uh, incredibly impressive and mark this today now as 13 innings pitched on the year. 12 consecutive innings with no runs being allowed for um, for Carl Edwards Jr. And the first time it happened, it was three runs and in an inning against the Mets in a four to two loss. And he took the he took the loss in that game. And it was also technically a blown save when he came in the game as well, too. Um, but after that, it bounces back two days later with two clean innings against the Mets, and ever since then, he has been off and running. And in that span, he's surrendered, and, and since 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 this, um, so take out that first inning, it's been 12 innings that he has pitched. Uh, coming in today, it was two hits allowed. Let me see if he allows one today. Uh, no hits allowed today. So 12 innings with just two hits allowed for Carl Edwards Jr. His ERA is now down to 2.08. This guy has really done a great job of coming from AAA. And I've talked about this a lot, but he deserves so much of a spotlight because, man, you know, we saw Austin, like the end of the, the, end of the run for Austin Oak. We'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, for guys like this, like it can go sideways when, you're, when your confidence is shaken in the ways that his confidence was shaken. It can just start going south for you and never recover. And he has done a good job of having things, uh, you know, uh, recover for him, uh, quite frankly. All right, so that will do it. 5-0 loss for the Nationals. Um, uh, quick word from our sponsors, but first let you guys know that I am going on the podcast Late Night Reds Talk. We are going to be doing a preview 
of the Nationals and the Red Series coming up. And yeah, two bad teams getting after it. But those guys invited me on, excited to come on. And so they're letting me also use that audio and video. That will be the episode that we have up on tomorrow's show. So letting you guys know that that is coming up as well. All right, today's show, friends, is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. You guys know Blue Nile. We talked about them before. Uh, But this is a jewelry that is fine. It is luxury. It is for people who want to get something nice for their significant other, for their, uh, you know, their wife, for their girlfriend, for whoever it is, you know, a nice piece of jewelry, whether it's going to be a tennis bracelet or a ring or a necklace, they've got it all. Um, And whatever your idea is, it can be brought to life by our friends at Blue Nile today. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile and Locked On Sports listeners, my friends, can get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive. So use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and uh, find your forever peace at BlueNile.com. Come. All right. Uh, so, pieces of news to get to. This one brings me no joy. If you guys listen to this podcast, you know I am a Joe Ross guy. Nationals Joe Ross will have Tommy John surgery for a second time. After gathering multiple opinions on his injured right elbow, Washington Nationals starter Joe Ross will have Tommy John surgery for the second time. Manager Dave Martinez told reporters on Tuesday. So obviously today is Wednesday, but just getting this news now. Ross, 29, is the final year of the team control and is expected to become a free agent in the fall. He will not be able to throw a pitch before that happens. No date yet, but if he wants, uh, but he wants to get it repaired and fixed, Martinez said, for the Nationals face the Mets City Field. And now after the surgery, it's a whole a lot of healing and strengthening to get him ready to go on a mound again as soon as possible. So um, this, you know, his most recent appearance came August 11th. He has been sidelined since then by a partial tear in his ulnar collateral ligament, or the UCL as we know it by. Um, then having a bone spur removed from his elbow in March, and after going his first Tommy John surgery in July 2017, Ross turned about 14 months later. Very similar recovery period would keep him out until next summer. For most of the season, the Nationals had Ross and Strasburg on ident- identical rehab schedules, but when they each started minor league games on May 24th, Ross threw two solid innings, then felt elbow pain in a third which he finished uh, the inning out of, 29 pitches short. Uh, and that was in, um, that was in Washington's, uh, I forget which minor league affiliate it was for. And then the immediate MRI came, and that was when the optimism began to fade. So um, he got a few opinions, and this is where he's landed. And I thought Joe Ross last year had a really solid season, but it, it really sucks for him that it's going to come under. It's going it's to be done with now. Uh, last year, 5-9 and nine with a 4.17 ERA and 108 innings. And I thought he had some stretches where he pitched some really good baseball. And I wanted to see him again in the Nationals, you know, uh, for his future, not just here, but for the, you know, for the future, for, uh, you know, see what he could do um, and, you know, maybe land him, himself a spot somewhere else. But it's just not to be for Joe Ross, at least right now. The Nationals re-sign him. Maybe, maybe they could, but folks, you all have heard me. I've said this a bunch. 
they need reliable arms. So they're not having to do things like call up Evan Lee and maybe they were going to do that anyway at some point in time. But you don't always want to be having to do things like that in game, you know, in situations like this. You want to have steady guys, dependable guys. Um, and, you know, I, I think because of that, you get a guy with two Tommy Johns before the age of 30, you might not be very likely to go and get a guy or go and resign, I should say, a guy like a Joe Ross. So I think the Nationals at this point in time, you know, I, I would say maybe somebody, look, somebody else will sign him. Like, I think Joe has shown enough to where, especially last year, I think Joe deserved to be signed by somebody. I think he deserves a shot to pitch elsewhere. Once I've said this a lot, I was at that game, uh, that Sunday day game that he pitched against the Giants where he pitched brilliantly. That was a fantastic start um, for him, one of the best he's had as a national. And I think he's a very capable pitcher. The Seas, the Nats, or is it somebody else takes a shot on Joe Ross? Also, have to mention that Alcides Escobar goes down. So Alcides Escobar, he goes down, and that leads that gives way for the call up. The Nationals call up Luis Garcia, um, and look, he is the future. He is the future of this. And I'll, I'll read from our friend Matt Wyrick uh, over at NBC Sports Washington. We'll talk to him tomorrow. The Nationals called up their 22 year old shortstop. We'll talk to him more about this. Uh, to replace Alcides Escobar, who landed on the 10-day IL with a right hamstring strain. He was sitting in their lineup, batting seventh in the series finale against the New York Mets. Uh, was Luis Garcia. This obviously happened before the game. Did end up getting a hit today, which is nice to see. Grounded one towards the right side. Used some speed to get to third as well on a hit subsequently after that by Riley Adams. So Luis Garcia, one for three today. Or four today, rather. Three Ks, though. was really pressing today. Uh, but good to see him back up the majors. We'll talk more about that with Matt Wyrick tomorrow. Um, so last thing we have to mention is that Austin Voth has been DFA'd and the experiment between the Nationals and Austin Voth has come to an end. Reading from Jesse Doherty, once again, getting a workout today here is Jesse on the Locked On Nationals podcast. But the thing for Austin Voth was they really liked the spin rate on his curveball and they liked his fastball as well. And because they liked those two things together, they thought, hey, maybe we can rectify this. Maybe this guy can be a big t- – maybe this guy you know, can be somebody that we use in the pen. But for Austin Vothman, it was a complete disaster. Really from – I mean, it felt like from start to finish this year, Austin Voth just had a horrible year for the Nationals. And it felt like every single time – they, they threw him out there. He was going to get absolutely crushed. That was the case. On the year for both, a 10.13 ERA, a 2.14 whip, and 18 innings that he worked. 34 hits surrendered in 18 and two-thirds innings. Uh, 21 earned runs allowed, 18 Ks and six walks. It just didn't happen for him. He's just missing spots too much. And maybe he goes somewhere else. Things work out for him, but this was a guy that was part of the 2019 World Series team, had a 3.30 ERA and 43 and two-thirds innings worked, right? Um, you know, and then uh, um, really didn't repeat much of that performance afterwards. I mean, you know, as a, as a lifetime 5.70 ERA, lifetime 1.45 whip and 181 two-thirds innings pitched. 
they've seen enough of 29-year-old. I think I've seen enough of 29-year-old. I, th- I believe you all out there feel like you all have seen enough of this. And look, it sucks because that guy was actually part of the championship team, right? He was part of a team that won a World Series. And you want to see guys like that be able to rectify things. I mean, I think as Nats fans out there, a lot of you all want to see guys from that team still succeed, still be out there, and still maintain their spot with the Nats. Um, and it's just sad that we aren't getting to see that anymore. And so, um, you know, that's a really difficult thing. Uh, Ukraine just scored and their manager is just screaming. Great for Ukraine, man. Good for them. Ukraine's going on to the World Cup uh, uh, final qualifier against Wales. That's pretty amazing to see that Ukraine is getting to go and do that. So uh, just want to mention that shout out to Ukraine. Um, Yeah, so like we all want to see guys like that succeed and maintain position in the MLB and be able to stay up and and contribute and all those things. Um, it's really unfortunate that he's not going to be able to do that. Uh, I think I think we all kind of are on the same page when it comes to that, right? I think we're all kind of in the same space. All right, we want to see these guys succeed, want to see them do well, but just not meant to be at this point in time. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Find us at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, find the show where we reach your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as, oh, excuse me, as always, stay safe.